everybody. This is your man, Daniel T. Adams of PerhapsToday.net, and I'm so glad you are back for another Bible Speed Art podcast. This is part six of the nine-part Fruit of the Spirit series, and it is all about patience. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Hey, Dan, did you get a doctor to help you with this podcast today? Because, you know, we all know a doctor has a lot of patience. (laughs) Just kidding. But in all seriousness, I am very glad that you are back for another lesson today on the fruit of the Spirit. Because here, perhaps today, we are all about taking an expedition into God's Word. And that's what we're about to do. So with no further delay, we are going to go ahead and look at what patience is all about. Today we're looking at the book of James, chapter 5, starting in verse 7, and it says this, Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains? You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. So as we take a look at this verse, the first thing I want to do is just pinpoint what the first six verses are highlighting before this seventh verse that we looked at. And it's a warning to rich oppressors, those who have a lot of money, who have a lot of stuff, maybe a lot of authority uh, in life, and are using that to oppress other people. And that's why he starts off saying, be patient then, in, in light of the oppression you're going to undergo probably because you're a believer in Jesus. You're going to undergo persecution and suffering and mocking and scoffing and hard times and oppression. But be patient. Why? Because the Lord's coming is near. Be patient until the Lord's coming. That word coming is brilliant because it's about being in the presence of. It's about being before and among and in the sight of and to exist within and to exist alongside of the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but that thought alone gives me chills. Because shouldn't that be our hope? If we truly claim to be believers in Jesus Christ, the introduction to that uh, verse 7 should speak volumes to us. That our patience should be with the mindset and the heart set and the character of and the nature of the Spirit of Christ because my hope is in being in the presence of of the Lord, not in what my job can give me, uh, or what a bank account can give me, or what politicians can claim they can give me, or what the church preaches at me, or anything of that. It's about being in the presence of the Lord. You know, Paul says something brilliant in in the book of Romans, chapter eight, about the things that we hope for. He says that we know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. This is now verse 23 of chapter 8. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. So I think what we highlight here, first and foremost, is that the Lord's coming has not happened yet. We are not currently fully and wholly as adopted sons in a bodily resurrection form in the presence of the Lord. 
And as we're looking at the farmer in the example of James is, what is he waiting for? He's waiting for the land to yield its valuable crop. So if we tie that together, our value should be found in being in the presence of the Lord. Where do you find your value today? What are you patiently waiting for? And it's not even waiting. The word patience is a word of endurance. It's a word of long suffering. And in the case of this particular word patience from the fruit of the spirit verses and even here in James, what we see is that there's a couple different kind of words for patience. There's enduring and long suffering in regards to people. And there's endurance and long suffering in regards to just circumstances and situations and things. But here in the fruit of the spirit and in James, we're talking about it is a word in the Greek of enduring and long suffering in relation to other people, which is why I highlighted the first six verses, because the first six verses, what do they talk about? Those who are oppressing you. So in life, you will be oppressed for whatever reason. If you do not understand self-control, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and kindness, but the first five parts of the fruit of the spirit that we've done our speed art videos on already, you will never be able to understand and exhibit this kind of patience. You must start off with self-restraining yourself, self-restraining your attitudes and your moods, to be able to understand the meekness and gentleness of being submissive to the will of God, to have the faith where you are certain of what you hope for and sure of what you do not see. Just as in the farmer, he waits, he has the hope for, he expects the valuable crop from the land. However, he can't provide the autumn and spring rains to make that happen. We'll come to that in a moment. But you have to have the self-control in your life, gentleness in your life, faithfulness in your life, goodness. Goodness means your character and your heart and your nature is focused on bringing glory, all glory, to the Father. I mean, the choices you make in life, the things you do are not about, oh, the world's oppressing me. Oh, I got to get them back. Oh, I've got to respond in rage and in anger. And I've got to do the things that make it right. It's not right. Everything's about, oh, it's got to be right. It's got to be politically right. It's got to be, you know, socially, economically right. It's got to be this right and that right. We got to please this group of people and that group of people. But the man you see here depicted in this picture is in this hourglass, but his focus, regardless of the weight of the sand that's coming down upon him, regardless of how much sand builds up in the hourglass with him, his focus never leaves the horizon line of the sunrise. His goal, his focus, his hope is found in being in the presence of the light of the sun. Shouldn't that be where our value is found? In a second, you're going to see the minions in this picture that are constantly pouring more sand upon him. Yet he waits patiently, not to see if he gets saved from the sand. He waits patiently to be in the presence of the sunlight. And if you notice, the bottom part of that hourglass has a giant crack in it. So even though the world is pouring down these oppressions upon him, God is always providing a way out. But the man isn't having to worry about that. He just has to focus on being in the presence of the light of the sun. I think it's so brilliant how James is writing this and how God lays this out for us. But as I mentioned earlier, what we need is the autumn and spring rains. What the farmer is patient for is not for the land to do its thing. He has hope. He has expectation that the land will do his thing. What he's being patient for is the autumn and spring rains to come. 
So the autumn and spring rains is something that's mentioned a couple times in the Old Testament. I want to focus on just one of them real quick in Deuteronomy chapter 11. Uh, It's really verses 13 through 21, but I'm going to highlight on just verses 13 where it says, So if you faithfully obey the commands I am giving you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and oil. I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat and be satisfied. Now, this is not a prosperity gospel moment where we just, you know, we say, I'm going to obey God and he's going to give me everything I, I name it and claim it. That's not what this is about. What this is about is knowing he will take care of your every need. But what we need is to be in the presence of the Lord. So that doesn't mean you're not going to go through oppressions in this life, just as the, the little sea turtle that we see depicted in this in this picture. What does a sea turtle do when it, its eggs are hatched and it, it has this journey to get to the ocean? And it's interesting because I did a little research on these hatchlings, as they're called, and what they do and the way they know how to get to the ocean is they focus on the light of the horizon line whether by uh, daytime of the sun or nighttime of the moon, even at night, how the moon will reflect on the white caps of the waves as they're rolling in. It gives the turtles light enough to know the direction in which to head, which is important for these little hatchlings as they're trying to make their trek to the ocean, that there's not a lot of other types of lights sitting there trying to steal their attention. If there's a lot of car lights or flashlights or fire lights, these are things that can draw the turtle's attention away from their home, away from where they should be, and focused on the distraction of man's light. And oh my goodness, how often do we get distracted by the so-called lights of mankind? Where are you at today? What is valuable to you? And are you holding to that value? If that value is not Jesus Christ, I implore you today to learn who he is, to make him the Lord of your life. In Romans chapter 8, he says in verse 23, Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. The reason I want to focus on that today is because of our adoption as sons. When we are in the presence of the Lord, when we are out of this fleshly, sinful body, and we are resurrected in a bodily resurrection in the glory of the Lord, just as our Lord was, our adoption as sons becomes complete. So yeah, years ago, I might have messed up a bunch of things on a short film to make somebody in a family have to patiently and endure and long suffer through a a short film. But what was important is that that child became adopted into the family of God. What example of patience can you be in the life of somebody else? Today is the day to look at your life. Start with self-control. Start praying to the Lord about where you stand with the nature and character of His Spirit becoming the nature and character of you. Thank you so much for stopping by today for this Bible Speed Art podcast on patience. If you are in need of prayer, please reach out to us at the website at www.perhapstoday.net and let us know how we can better serve you through prayer. Perhaps you know somebody who could benefit from this video. Maybe they're struggling with a difficult time. Please share this with them. Take the links, share them on your social media channels, relay people to the website, 
to the YouTube videos, not because we care about views or listenership, but because these messages were meant to be shared, and we will share them because we are the church. Thanks so much. God bless. I praise the glory Sunrise. Whoa, whoa, Sunrise. Today, sunrise.